Police officers, they often get a bad rap, primarily because people, social media, and the news only highly publicize negative interactions. Officer David Dukes was fired and charged with felony assault and battery. Excessive force can never be an acceptable foundation for the policing of any community. Officer Kevin Perez kicked crud up several times and slammed his head to the ground. It's disappointing, after a year unlike any other, that we still discredit some of our bravest men and women. Enough is enough. It's time we stand up and back the blue. I am Kayla Blakesley, a local member of the media and radio personality. And I am Sophia Rosales-Catina, captain with the Fort Wayne Police Department. Together we are joining forces to bring you Unholstered. An in-depth look at all the stories, events, and topics that show how our officers serve and fight for our community every single day. When we saw the car up in flames. You know, we saw the two kids in the back unconscious. We knew that we had to get them out. And no topics are off limits. On that day, I participated in the defense of the United States Capitol from an armed mob. He's shooting at the cops right now. We're backing up. A sixth grade female student fired multiple rounds. Who are black people supposed to call Ghostbusters? When we have crime in our neighborhoods, we need police reform. Plus, we'll give you an intimate look into the unheard stories that only officers themselves can share. From saving lives. Officer Michael, in heroic fashion, return fire uh, even even in the midst of, of being shot himself to soul-crushing losses this is a raw scene and this is a raw emotional outpouring of hurt by your police department and by your first responders and every incredible moment in between thank god there's a school resource officer there to handle and de-escalate the situation so nobody is hurt we're giving you an unfiltered look at some of the bravest men and women on earth so join us for a show unlike any other, and hear from your police officers like you've never heard them before. Your town, your topics, your team, this is Unholstered. This is an exclusive presentation of WoWo 1190 AM and 1075 FM, Unholstered. Here we go, we are back with another edition of Unholstered. I am just one of your hosts, Kayla Blakesley, and like usual, I'm here alongside my co-host, Sophia. Good morning, everyone. My name is Sophia Rosales-Catina. I'm a captain with the Fort Wayne Police Department, and welcome to Unholstered. Sophia, I cannot believe it. It is already back-to-school season. Um, Wednesday was the first day back for a lot of students in and around the Fort Wayne area. I know back where I'm from, originally in Pennsylvania, our kids went back on Monday. So all across the country, kids are going back to school. And that is what today's episode here on Unholstered is all about, back to school safety. If you have missed any previous episodes of Unholstered, don't forget you can download them now anywhere you download a podcast. Um, but, Sophia, I want to dive right in because you brought in a special guest for this special edition of Back to School Safety. Right. I did. Um, I brought in Captain uh, Dan Ingram. He is the head of our crossing guard um, detail for the entire city uh, that was passed off to him by now Deputy Chief Mitch McKinney because he was in charge before but as he got promoted that switched over to Dan um, so Dan's kind of been in charge of uh, the crossing guard details for Fort Wayne Community Schools um, and I will let him introduce himself now good morning like Sophia said my name is Dan Ingram I'm the captain of the Northwest Quadrant for the city of Fort Wayne and I also handle the crossing guard program for the city. What does that mean? What is a crossing guard detail? The public schools have crossing guards at intersections near the school, and by state statute, the police department is tasked with 
maintaining that. We don't physically hire the applicants. Our human resources department does that through the city. But I do supervise the crossing guards, the coordinators, and the administrator of that program. Yeah, we have to make sure that they have the proper equipment. We have to make sure that we actually have people there because if they fail to show up, then it is on us to then allocate our officers for crossing guard duty. And like I've said in previous episodes, we can only do that at two per quadrant. So there can only be two officers taken out for that detail per quadrant in the city. And they can, and that only applies if we're not busy. If we're busy, those are just gonna go unmanned. And that is just not safe. How many crossing guards are there? Currently we have 39 intersections that we cover. That's a lot. And some of them do double duty, so we don't oh. quite have 39 crossing guards, but rather some of them do two in the morning and two in the afternoon. Right, because that's the other thing. You have morning drive and then afternoon drive for right. pickup. So if someone doesn't show up for duty that day and let's say, uh, you know, one of you can't fill in, so it just goes empty. It goes empty. Yeah. Do you see a lot of accidents at crossing guards? We don't see a lot. We have unfortunately had a couple in the recent past. I, I wouldn't say that it's real common, but we have had a couple, unfortunately. I know yeah. by Blackhawk. Yeah, Black we've Hawk had Middle two. School. Yeah, yeah, two children struck, and we've had a lot of close calls. I mean, we've had. I think as I listened to some past episodes, just get briefed up on for this show. I think we had someone that wrote in who said that they saw a near miss yeah. at, by Haley Elementary, and I'm sure that happens all over the city um, because we're just distracted. We're distracted every day in driving. We're speeding through these school zones. Um, people are in a hurry. They're you know, fumbling with the radio, eating. I've seen people reading maps. I, you yeah. know, it's just all sort of plethora of things that people are doing that make them distracted through these school zones. And and as I was talking on a sidebar with with uh, Captain Dan, um, we were talking about how a lot of the times it's the parents of the children at the school who are shortcutting through neighborhoods and dropping their kids off so they don't have to wait in line far away from the school mm. and creating traffic jams and dropping their kids off where there's no really good way to cross. Um, and then they get in a hurry trying to get out so they don't have to sit in traffic. So all of these things are just, you know, the perfect storm for accidents waiting to happen. Which is, again, why those cross guards are so important. What about flashing lights, though? I feel like some intersections have them, some don't. They do, um, and those come through traffic engineering through the city. Um, It's not the responsibility of the school to put those up. They may have a a say in in requesting those or, or, um, you know, saying, hey, this is how many kids we have crossing in this area. This would be a good place to have that. But ultimately, this is it's it's government's duty to do this. So... uh, then shouldn't they be everywhere at they all? They should be everywhere. I don't know why they're not. I think Dan and I were having that conversation too. And we, you know, we get upset because these are such easy fixes. And I'm not going to say it's going to prevent everything because it just won't. But it highlights the the importance of that area and gives a, a clear warning, clear back, you know, several yards back that this is a school crossing. You have this yellow zone. You have these flashing lights, and use a little more due caution around this area. I don't know why they're not at every school. I don't know why that we don't have this outpouring of from our citizenry of the importance of our children and their safety around these schools. Dan, walk me through a typical day in terms of the cross guard detail. I mean, do you go out to all of them? Do you check and make sure, again, that 
all the cross guards have what they need or that the, I don't know, the lines are properly painted? I mean, what's a typical day for you look like? I am not at every intersection every day. We That's have, a lot, 39, right? That'd we be a lot have of uh, guards, obviously, that work the intersections, and then we have coordinators that supervise and help fill in if guards call off work or don't show up. Then we have two to three coordinators that can go fill in and monitor the guards' activities to see if they're doing what they're supposed to do, that they show up when they're supposed to be there. Unfortunately, sometimes you have to check up on things like that to make sure people are being accountable. What's a we, typical shift look like? Most crossing guards, like I said, they either work one or two intersections, which would be anywhere between 30 to 60 minutes hmm. in the morning and then 30 to 60 or slightly longer in the afternoon. They're responsible for getting themselves to their location. They don't necessarily have to have a driver's license, although it's helpful. But they have to have their own ride. We obviously do not provide that. Um, they go there. They set up a little bit early. They have their reflective vests. They have uh, stop signs. Some of them have LED flashing stop signs for our busier, more dangerous intersections. We're rolling those out to every intersection in the near future, hopefully. And they make sure the kids get across and then... You know, they go to their second location if they have one. They they go home, do whatever they're going to do throughout the day, and then they're responsible for being back in the afternoon. The time frames flex a little bit depending on the particular school, so we don't have, like, one standard time frame. So you a great job for someone who are, works part-time or is retired and is kind of looking for something to do. Because isn't there a big hiring spree for crossing guards going on right now? There is. We're taking applications on the city's website. It's under, I think it was under actual crossing guard um, I think is where you can find it under the job opportunities mm -hmm. for the city of Fort Wayne um, and we always have openings and we, we we would love even if they were all filled we'll still take your application because you can be a fill-in if someone calls off yeah this is especially good if you live right next to a school or near a school you can just walk down to the end of your street and do this um, like you, like you said, it's a great job for someone in retirement in between jobs. You know, it's something you could you could do to help out. Can I and ask you how much it pays? Do you know for people listening? It pays thirteen seventy five an hour. Not bad. And from the guards that I've talked to, it can be a very rewarding position. They get to personally see the same children a lot of times and get to know the children a little bit. And you know, they actually you know, build relationships with some of these children just in the few moments that they cross the street to and from school every day. And, uh, you know, the kids sometimes bring little gifts for the guards if, if they build a relationship with them. And I think it can be very rewarding for people that are, are looking to do something positive in the community. And, you know, it's not a huge time commitment. It's for somebody like Sophia said that you know, wants to help out, wants to do something productive and uh, yet make a little little money on the side. So. Yeah, at the uh, same time, you're keeping kiddos safe, which yeah. is the, the purpose. And we've talked about in past shows about how important those relationships are with mm -hmm. children. Sometimes you're their only person that they can talk to. Even if it's a hello and a warm smile in the morning, that yeah. might be the only time that child ever sees a warm smile and a hello from someone, uh, uh, you know, in a in a adult capacity. Um, so these kinds of relationships are very important for our kids to make sure that they're healthy and emotionally healthy.
I guess I didn't realize that. So the city does the hiring for the actual cross guards for the individuals standing there. Yes. But then the Fort Wayne Police Department maintains said cross guards. Yes, we maintain the list, making sure that the intersections are full. We do background checks, everything like that, because not just anyone with any kind of background can be around kids. So we do have to you do have to uh, Mm. go through a background check um, and so forth to get hired. Um, But once you're in, you know, and you tell us where you want to work and if that's not taken already or we can work you in that position, we will. Can we also talk about, since we have Dan here, can we talk about just like school bus safety? Because I know the school buses are about to come out in full force. Like I said, they just started actually this past week. And I know uh, over the next couple of weeks, we got more and more schools going back. And I, I maybe a good refresher in school bus etiquette and rules that you're supposed to follow when you come up on one. Yes, when when the school bus is stopped and has their uh, sign or arm extended, you are supposed to stop. Supposed to stop. You hear that? I'm always so blown away that by people (laughs) who still buzz around them. It's amazing to me that this day and age people do that. Yes. And I'm not even talking about the ones who, I don't know if I'm supposed to stop, you know, in those multi-lane highways. I'm just talking about these two lanes where you're one one. You know, cars going one way and the bus is stopped. They're still passing through that or passing around them with their when their arms extended with the red light. I'm I'm amazed at that. But again, on those multi-lane highways, you know, as long as it's not separated by a grassy median, you're supposed to stop. Period. Um, Everyone, whether it's two lanes, four lanes, six lanes, everyone's supposed to stop going both directions. Unless you're separated by a grassy median, you are to stop. I see it all the time, even, and this is this is terrible, in my neighborhood where I live. Yeah. The bus stops. It's usually letting off quite a few kids because mm-hmm. they're walking home from there. And cars just be bopping around. And you know those kids are coming out in front of the bus to cross the street. Yeah. It's, I, I, I don't know how we don't have more accidents. I really don't. Well, that was going to be my next question to Dan. Do we see a lot of accidents that pertain to people not stopping for school buses? Once again, it's not a lot, but we do see them every once in a while. Mm-hmm. I, I would recommend to, to everyone that, you know, leave earlier so that you're not behind, not hurrying. And, you know, a lot of times that's what causes these type of incidents is people are running late and they want to try and just cut a little bit of time by shortcutting some sort of traffic law. And, and that's what causes a lot of these crashes. Yeah, I read something um, <laughs> as I was perusing the Internet, and thank goodness because I am horrible at math, but someone did the math on this. Oh. So it says going through a 430-foot school zone at 20 miles an hour instead of 35 miles an hour adds approximately 6.3 seconds to your commute. If you don't have 6.3 seconds to spare, it may be time to reevaluate your decisions. Amen to that. Well, that goes back to just even through the the crosswalks there at schools you're speeding through i mean what's it overall really going to save you yeah a couple of seconds yeah i mean not even minutes not even seconds i mean it's not worth it no it's not because you could i just i don't understand how people just become so just uninvolved with what's going on around them Mm -hmm. that they just can't slow down just a moment for these children because we've said before even you know there's more kids 
walking these days mm-hmm. because the, there's not enough bus drivers. They're having trouble filling bus drivers, so they can't do bus routes. So now more kids are on the street, or their parents are taking them to and from school or dropping them off farther away from school like so they don't said, have to sit yeah. in traffic. So now we got more, all these kids on the street and no one paying attention, and kids are unpredictable. They're children for a reason. We don't hold them accountable to adult standards because they're not adults. Their brains are not fully formed. They're not... They don't really think like we do. I mean, half the people, you know, the half the adults we deal with don't think either. But these kids are just children, and they're going to run out in the street without looking. They're going to do impulsive things because that's what children's brains do. And it's up to us as responsible adults to make sure that they're safe. Do we know or is there a way that parents guardians, grandparents, what have you, can get involved and fight for, I don't know, whether it's signage about school buses or signage at crosswalks or flashing lights, which should be at all of those intersections. I mean, is there a way to, like, make the voices known for that? There is. (laughs) (laughs) Sophia's frothing at the bed to tell us. (laughs) It's called your local government. Yes. Everybody has a city council person for their district, and there is at-large positions, too. Contact them all. Even if you're, even if they're not in your district, I would just you can get their their web, their emails off the city website. Uh, just look under City of Fort Wayne, and I believe the city council persons are there. And you can you can specifically target your own area, your own district, um, and the at larges are for the entire city. So yeah. contact them as well. They're the ones that you should be going to for these things. They're the ones that really drive where those dollars go. And I think this should be a priority. Um, my kids are older. They don't walk to school anymore. But if they did, I would surely make it a priority of mine to make sure that my school had proper signage, proper flashing lights, anything and everything to create warnings around the school that this is a school zone. There's children here. Please be patient. Please drive slower. And please look out for kids that are doing things they shouldn't be doing because they're kids. Or how about that guy? What was the name of that guy who pretty much put drivers on blast over on the southwest side of Fort Wayne? Um, <laughs> that were, again, it goes back to our school buses. Yeah. They were, these drivers are flying by these school buses that have their school bus arm up. So he stood out there yeah. every single day. Chad Romy. Chad Romy. Yeah. That's it. And took video of these people. And when I watched the video, again, I it's staggering to me. I don't understand it. It's mind-blowing. But he put these people on blast, and now they have a guard out there or something, don't they? Uh, that Actually, that house got torn down. Oh, it did? It did. It got torn down for uh, – I think that person graduated um, eventually. So the house <laughs> is not school. even there where I, this I don't think the house is even there okay. anymore. They moved it out for – well, still, zone. power to Chad for yes. doing something and, and, you know, raising awareness. But he put awareness. people on notice. And yeah. he did it in a humorous way, yeah. which made brought people to those videos, which was good because he brought shed a lot of light on a, a really big problem that we're having. And we haven't had anybody killed in this community, thankfully, but there have been plenty of children mm-hmm. around the state that have been killed by drivers that have been in a hurry, speeding, not paying attention Um, and doing things they shouldn't have been doing. And it's that moment where kids are crossing in front of the bus, if you're behind the bus and you think you're going to pop around it, that's the moment that I feel like we really hear about. Do people complain to you, Dan, uh, about you know, the crosswalks or the school bus stops? Do people directly complain to the Fort Wayne Police Department? Or I know that you just said, Sophia, they should go to local government, but people don't always do that, and I feel like they might pick up the phone and think you're the person to call. I do take regular calls on complaints referenced to different intersections. And then I always take the time to call the person back and get more details and then try and look into their specific complaint to see if it is, you know, warranted or not. Sometimes it is. Sometimes, Hmm. 
you know, I don't find any other information out, but I do get several calls about that. What do people say usually? It could be everything from the driving behavior in the area. It could be they believe the guard is not doing the job the way they're supposed to. It could be the guard not showing up Mm. when they're supposed to. Like I said, with 39 intersections, obviously it's very hard to physically make sure they're at every intersection at the time that they're supposed to be every single day, twice a day. So sometimes, you know, the parents or the residents in the area are the best way that we find out these things because they're paying attention and they're concerned and everyone's children is at the top of their list for their, you know, priorities as they should be. And they're more than happy to call me Mm -hmm. and leave me a detailed message. So if someone does call you, then do you hop on the phone with the school or with the city? Or are you calling that cross guard in that scenario? Or how, how do you kind of get to the bottom of what is happening or not happening, I guess? I call the person back, see if there's any other detail about their complaint that they didn't list mm. on on the voicemail. A lot of times they don't leave a complete description. Gotcha. So I gather as much information as I can. So I make sure I have their complaint straight in my mind when I start to look into it. And then I usually talk to one of the coordinators or the administrator of the crossing guard program and see if they can have the coordinators look into it. If they're not able to or can't find out the answers, then sometimes I will personally go out and look into it myself and see if what they say is going on is going on. And sometimes it is and sometimes it isn't. So I've found the complaints justified and then I've, I've looked into it other times where I didn't see what they were saying. Have you ever had to let go of a cross guard? I mean, I guess the city would probably be in charge of doing that, right? But I mean, you're so short-staffed, but do you run into where it's like, mm, I'm sorry, Bob, you can no longer be our cross guard? It's not very common. Most people are doing it because they want to do it and yeah. they want to do a good job. So most of the times, a conversation fixes whatever is going on. If it doesn't, then you know we do have to talk further about whether or not they're going to continue doing yeah. that position or not. That um, would be the worst, meeting you for brunch and be like, yeah, I got fired as the cross guard. <laughs> <laughs> you got to be doing something pretty bad, I feel yeah, like. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, there's obviously there's hard limits, uh, just like in any job, you know, showing up with alcohol or drugs or the, will, will be immediate termination, anything like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's not something we run across on a on a common basis. And there is a pre-employment drug screen that is okay. part of their hiring process. So. People should know that, that if they're going to apply, they they will have to fill out an application, go through a background check, and they will be required to take a drug test. Whose budget? So is it paid for by the city or the supplies paid for by the Fort Wayne Police Department? How does that work from a budget perspective? The city of Fort Wayne, it's not, I don't believe it's specifically the police department's budget. We don't, we don't do the hiring per se. Yeah. So they have to go through human resources and they send them for their drug screen. And, you know, like the rest of the employees in the city, they have to go out and do that. And we don't handle that as a police department. Yeah, it's not part of our budget. Gotcha. I'm not sure, though, if it's just city or the schools pay into that. I'm not sure exactly how that goes. We've got five minutes left. So I want to do, because we are back to school and it's all about back to school safety. You two are obviously the professionals. You guys know what you run into on a regular basis. You know uh, what you hear from parents and guardians and from the schools. What are some really important tips? Like I said, we got five minutes, so kind of keep it brief as kiddos are starting to head back to school. Once again, I would say prepare, leave early enough that you can 
drive safely and, you know, not have to try and shortcut and have something bad end up happening. Uh, talk to your children about, on a side note, you know, if something seems out of place or doesn't seem right, make sure that they report that to, you know, an officer or a teacher or a, a counselor. And we're here to help. Don't hesitate to call us if, as, as a child or a parent, you see something that doesn't seem or feel right. It's probably not. So please give us a call. It's our job to look into these things. And, you know, don't ever hesitate to call us if you need something. Yeah. And going back to what I said about, you know, those, you don't have six point, you know, three seconds. You know, I, I get it. As a mom, Dan's a dad, we get it that things are just hectic in the morning. You're trying to get multiple kids ready for school. You know, you got to get them breakfast. You got to make sure their book baths together, homeworks together, all that stuff. We know the these daily tasks of life that are just kind of draining for parents. It's okay to be late. Mm -hmm. It's okay that your child is five minutes late for school. Every day, probably not. But you know that one day or two days that you just can't get it together in time, it's okay to be late. Slow down. Yeah. No one's going to be kicking your child out of school for being five minutes late. So give yourself a break. Throw yourself some grace and just slow down around these schools. It's all right. Because it's not worth it. It's, it's not, not worth it. Because I don't know one person that has ever been involved in an accident where a child's been struck and killed that it hasn't been an emotional toll over the rest of their lives. Yeah. And you don't need that on you Come with everything else you have. And heaven forbid it be your own child that someone else, mm -hmm. you know, hit and killed. So just slow down. It's okay. You know, we're all, we're all um, busy. We're all kind of shuffling in the mornings trying to get stuff done and get ready. But just slow down a little bit. Um, you'll get there and get there in one piece and make sure everyone around you is in one piece. You mentioned it. We've talked a lot about um, back-to-school safety. Well, about one year ago, around this yes, time, yes. Uh, we obviously were talking a lot about back-to-school safety. So if you've missed any previous episodes of Unholstered, particularly those ones, now is the time to go back and listen to them. You can download the Unholstered podcast anywhere you download a podcast. And then finally, Sophia, next weekend, we are going to get into that topic of human trafficking and sex trafficking. I know it's something that we've been wanting to talk about for quite some time, but I would be curious, and this is a you thing, not a me thing, if, you know, if this does become more of an issue as kids do go back to school, I know they're probably on their cell phones more, they're on Snapchat and all of their apps that they have, you know, whether they're supposed to be doing homework or what have you, reaching out to girlfriends and friends. I don't know if it becomes more of an issue as we go back to school or just digital dangers in general. Maybe we could also kind of touch on that as well. We will. We'll touch on all of that. All right. Sounds good. That's next week right here on Holstered. Like I said, don't forget to download the Unholstered podcast anywhere you can download a podcast. Your town, your teams, your topics. This is Unholstered. Thanks for listening to Unholstered. Be sure to subscribe to us on Spotify, Apple, or wherever you listen. And remember, you can listen every Saturday morning at 1030 on WoWo 1190 and 1075 FM. Podcasts by Federated Media.